Welcome to Unparalleled Utopias. We are a podcast devoted to the analysis of utopian novels. I'm your host, Allie White. Today, we will be discussing Aldous Huxley's Brave New World, published in 1932. But first, an ad from one of our top sponsors, Sebastian Soma Supermarket. We've all had those days where our shift at the central London hatchery and conditioning center seems to stretch on for days. Whether it's moving about in the darkness of the embryo store, or bustling around conditioning infant deltas to fear flowers, Sebastian Soma Supermarket has the solution for your suffering. With our rows and rows of everything from raspberry sorbet Soma to chocolate bar Soma, it's impossible to sit around actually thinking. Alphas and betas, come take your holiday with Sebastian Soma Supermarket today. After all, wasn't will make me ill. I take a gram and only am. Brave New World begins with a group of students touring the Central London Hatchery and Conditioning Center under the supervision of the director. Here, the reader is introduced to the Bokanovsky process of producing new people. Embryos and bottles travel along a conveyor belt and are sorted by workers into one of five castes, Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, or Epsilon. The students on the tour are then taken and shown the proper upbringing of children through classical conditioning and hypnopedic methods, which are necessary to maintain the peaceful utopian society. Later, a woman named Lenina talks to her friend about how she's been exclusively with one man for months, an anomaly in London society at the time. At the same time, the dialogue switches between Lenina and her friend and a few men, among them Bernard Marx. Bernard, disgusted with hearing his colleagues discussing women as if they were meat, wishes to himself that he could spend time alone with Lenina. To his surprise, she later agrees to go with him to a savage reservation on vacation. Bernard gets the director's approval for the trip, but only after the director launches into a story about his own trip to the reservation a long time ago, in which he lost the woman he had taken with him. Before he leaves, Bernard's friend, Hemholtz, tells him that the director plans to fire Bernard when he gets back from the reservation, which angers Bernard. At the Savage Reservation, Lenina is greatly disturbed by the appearance and rituals of the people. They are aged, some are fat, and a group of them engage in a whipping ceremony. Bernard, however, is fascinated. He seeks the company of the only white person there, a lonely young man who tells him that his mother was rescued by the savages and that the two of them have lived there as outcasts. When Bernard sees the mother, he knows she must be the woman with whom the director lost contact years ago. He gets permission to bring both the man, John, and his mother, Linda, back to London. Back at the Central London Hatchery and Conditioning Center, the director tries to publicly fire Bernard, but instead it is he who is humiliated. Linda runs to the director and accuses him of leaving her to give birth to John. The workers watching this scene all laugh at the director being a father, which results in him resigning. Bernard becomes popular in society due to his possession of John, a strange foreign creature. He grows conceited and begins throwing huge parties with John as his guest of honor. However, when one night John refuses to make an appearance, Bernard's social status rapidly deteriorates. Linda is also fascinated by John, and while the feeling is mutual, he longs for an emotional connection rather than a physical one. When she attempts to seduce him, he begins screaming, and, terrified, Lenina hides in the bathroom until John receives a call that Linda is dying and rushes to the hospital. He grows angry at the Soma concoction that ultimately killed his mother and the nosy children poking around her hospital room. 
Outside, he sees a group of gamma workers lining up for soma rations and begins yelling and throwing all the soma on the ground, which results in a riot. Bernard and Helmholtz, who has grown close with John, arrive and all three are arrested and sent to the controller. Bernard and Helmholtz are sent away to an island, but the controller makes John stay. John chooses to live peacefully in a lighthouse outside of a small town. However, his solitude is interrupted when a group of workers sees him whipping himself as a form of self-punishment. Crowds flock to see him, and when Lenina runs out of the crowd to greet John, he loses his mind and starts brandishing his whip at her. Another riot breaks out ends and the crowd goes home. The next day, when all the tourists come, they find that John has hung himself. In Brave New World, one of the recurring symbols of society's disregard for religion and the importance placed on technology is the switching of the word Lord with Ford. By replacing the Lord, or God, with the name of the inventor of the assembly line, Henry Ford, Huxley successfully emphasizes the abolishment of religion and the emergence of the worship of technology. Phrases such as, thank Ford and the year of our Ford show the replacement of religion and chaos with the reliability of technology. Hello, London listeners. Are you tired of the same old scent organ smells sifting through your nasal passages? Come on up to play electromagnetic golf on top of Mustafa's Mound. We have the best equipment and golf courses in all of South London. Fun, fun, fun. Isn't that what life is all about? One of the themes in Brave New World is how individuality is incompatible with a utopia. From the beginning, individuals are made to be exactly the same. Hundreds of identical twins are created, grown, and conditioned to think in the same manner. This allows jobs to flow smoothly, because when all the workers are the same person, conflict and mistakes are minimized. As children, all castes are taught identical phrases in their sleep to ensure an acceptance of their predestined roles in society. This ensures that they are prepared to deal with problems in a controlled way, as every member of the caste has the same phrase ingrained in their mind telling them what to do. It also eradicates the need to think about their lives, since identical thoughts are already buzzing around their brains. Overall, society has made sure people were never alone. They work with each other and, afterwards, they pair up to go on dates and sleep together. An idea repeated many times throughout the novel is that everyone belongs to each other. Another theme found in Brave New World is how technology remains necessary to keep control of society. The quiet maintenance of workers requires the Bokanovsky process to ensure all employees think and act the same way. When problems do arise, they may quickly be solved with Soma, a drug that allows a person to take a holiday, or a peaceful state of dreaming. Movies and music are replaced with scent organs and feelies, which allow viewers to feel the scene, usually a sexual one, that they are seeing. These require no thinking or strong emotions as are evoked by movies and music, and allow for a complacent, peaceful society. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed hearing about Aldous Huxley's Brave New World, the story of a futuristic utopian society dependent on technology and devoted to happiness. Tune in next week for our next utopian analysis.